friends welcome to the ride 54 yeah and there's only two of us this time there is hello hello it's boo 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 <laughs> and your uh, friend the pee bar and we have no uh shaden bar we have no, no jeff bar this week no but they are both on their way back to us mm-hmm. we miss them very much but they gotta have vacations every once in a while yeah and to be honest we had such a weird ride the last couple weeks mm-hmm. we didn't really schedule out two shows when we should have and that's no. what happened yeah <laughs> so it's just you and i and we're gonna keep it short like a corkscrew are we i don't know are we though it's not gonna you be have a, a tendency to bloviate i do i'm a bloviator <laughs> but we do have some stuff we're basically gonna brag about these two hosts that aren't with us today mm-hmm. we're gonna, gonna talk behind their backs yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you stories about them and uh it's all good stuff today mm-hmm. so we're just gonna kind of celebrate these two dudes um, Shaden is off seeing his wonderful father, who you guys have heard mm-hmm. all about, and doing that wonderful thing. Papa Al. Yeah, mm. Papa Al. <laughs> and Jeff is out there fucking kicking squirrels in the taint right now. Yeah. And we have a little bit of a of an update. We have a pretty good size update. Yeah, we do. Since we got to talk to him and we got the, the okay as to what's up. We, now we know what's up. He filled okay. us in, so we kind of have an idea. Yeah, but I want to start first with the most important thing. I mean, this is on all of everyone's minds. Somebody found Pringles that are ketchup flavored <laughs> and they shared it in the shit box and Dave's running around the office like uh-huh. a little kid, like where the fuck? It's actually, yeah, it's Pringles, uh, French fries and ketchup. Dude. Right? I, I need that in my life. I saw that and went, oh, and obviously the listener saw that too and went, oh, we Dave need, needs this. We need to open up the P.O. box. Mm-hmm. We, we just need to throw a P.O. box I in need to go grocery just, shopping and see if I can find them. I doubt it. I've looked. I've looked. I've, I'm keen on what the Pringles people are giving to the Spokenites around here. It is are, not ketchup flavor. Are you though? I am. I am. Like four or five stores I've checked. Okay, I'm a little bit into it. Um, but William A. is who brought that to our attention. Yes. A listener in the shitbox. The best place on Facebook to spend your time if you're going to actually do social media. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, we can't thank you enough, William A., for... Right. Making our day. I can't wait to try those. Those go on the list of things mm-hmm. that so far that you've got to beat uh, Miss Vicky's, I think is the name of uh, yeah. of the brand. Was it Miss Vicky's? All so. Dressed? The no, all, that the was all old. All Dressed is its own. That was Old Dutch. It's own thing. But talking about chips I've learned about, you shouldn't do that on certain kinds of podcasts. Why? With crunching and oh, stuff before uh, important information. Mm-hmm. We're not eating them. We're talking <laughs> about them. <laughs> as soon as we get Pringles in the office, we're eating the fuck out of them. That was an evil laugh I had. Where'd that come from? Probably from an evil place. <laughs> probably a chip-loving place. <laughs> All right. So on this ride, we're actually going to talk about uh, one other thing that's kind of cross-pollinating podcasts. On the wonderful podcast, Can You Don't, uh-huh. with two of my favorite human beings on the earth, uh, one that's been a dear friend for a long time and one that I consider a dear friend after knowing him for like four weeks because uh-huh. uh, I love him. But Joe and Brian, they brought up the string cheese debate that you and I have had. Oh. And I loved it so much. Really? Yeah. Because there was deliberation. Uh-huh. There's been conversation. Right. This is a very good group of people, very smart people. And they've come to the conclusion. What you're, I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face. What you're going to tell me is the way I have chosen to eat my string cheese is, is wrong. wrong. I can see by the look on your face. Please do tell me how I would like some scientific evidence that proves 
why eating string cheese the way I eat string cheese is incorrect. Well, okay. So I'm you go, all ears. Would you like it from like an evolutionary biological shovel, standpoint? Shovelcock me, baby. Here comes the shovelcock. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, <laughs> Neanderthal would see mozzarella string cheese and they just eat the, t- the head off of it and eat it in like three bites. Right. And, and it wouldn't really even be good. And that's why they died off. But oh, like is that Cro Magnon man <laughs> and modern human? Uh, they they decided you know maybe if we it's string cheese. I wonder if mm. we strung it out if it would taste better. Mm-hmm. Some sort of oxidiz like the oxygen meshes with the cheese and the the centrifugal force of and the swamp gas off of Venus really makes it taste better. Really, because it's string cheese, not block o cheese. Mm. So yeah, basically you killed. Uh, the dinosaurs mm-hmm. but anywho well I would like to make a point some of us are busy doing shit and don't have fucking time to pull apart and play with our food okay so you play know play with you, your food oh, you I children see. can play with your food all you want to oh I see I eat string cheese like a, like a, a human adult okay and without, I just chomp string... chomp eat it and it's gone there's only one instruction with string cheese and it's string cheese mm-hmm. and you're like no I don't play with directions. I don't need no, that shit. No, like Just out of the box. I'm I cons- eat it. I'm consuming it because I need the nutrients and the calories and I'm hungry and I've got 18 things going on and I don't have time to play with my food. All right. Fair enough. You you're, you're wrong, but it's still, <laughs> uh, you know, you're all right. Prerogative all right. Let, let's hear it, guys. I'm interested. How many? And, you know, I have a feeling that I'm surrounded by some amazing folks. I think I'm surrounded by other adults who don't also don't play with their food. Okay. And I'm just Ooh, curious. Wow. Just feel like fighting words. You know, uh, let us hear it. Okay. And who, which, what's the right way to eat? String cheese? String cheese. By stringing it? By doing the string part and I the think, cheese part? I think there's probably... And, and wife, the food goes here. It goes into the mouth part. Right. After you've string... <laughs> right. I'm definitely not shoving it up my ass. I mean, if you follow directions like, like you do, I mean, who knows what you're capable of. I mean, there's only one direction and it's in the name of the food. You know what I mean? It's just... Well, you know, I think it's a marketing campaign and I think it's just standard <laughs> mozzarella cheese. And no matter what mozzarella Ooh. you buy, that is the texture. I feel like it's one of those things where when you get Coke in the bottle or Coke in a can, mm-hmm. there's a difference. When you get Coke from a plastic thing at, at mm-hmm. a, some uh, gas and go place compared to McDonald's where they get it in a steel uh, container, mm-hmm. there's a difference. Is there? And and there's almost like, I feel like oxygen has a lot to do with this. Mm-hmm. Oxygen, is it H-nals, <laughs> oxygen, <laughs> something like that is why that McDonald's <sighs> stuff tastes better in the, the Coke and the Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, also, probably a different flavor system. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but some also, us, some, I think air and cheese, that's why. Some of us aren't led by our taste buds. We don't make decisions according to what uh, what our taste buds tell us. Oh, okay. You know, and some of us don't have heart disease. Whoa. <laughs> right, throw them down. This is a weird ride. Just two of us, just, just back and forth. I like it. I feel like Jeff should be in there like, whoa, whoa. You know, and Shaden's got some philosophical... Yeah, see, they're missing. Yeah. Shaden would have philosophy. Jeff would be like ringing the bell going ding, ding, get mm-hmm. back to your corners. Right. All right. Well, I think we've discovered that you're crazy about cheese and that you're not right. And that all the people that are on my side are right. <laughs> and that we like those people and we'll let them vote. And your people are not allowed to vote. You know? And that's yeah. the reasonableest party stance on that. <laughs> so it's really dependent on how you eat your string cheese. You can fake it. Mm-hmm. And you should. Because we will be watching. But anyway, let's move on to uh, bragging about our co-hosts that aren't here today. Aww. Who do you want to start with? 
I'm going to leave that one up to you. Uh, I want to hear some stories. You want to hear some stories? Uh, I think we've talked about how we've met mm-hmm. both everyone. Uh, I think we've talked about a lot of our experiences so far. Right. 54 rides. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's start with Jeffy's. Okay. Okay. Since he's been gone the most. Um, I don't know. Jeff in my life has become like such a brother figure because mm-hmm. I'm an only child. And so I think we look for father figures and brother figures like mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know if that's true with all y'all out there, uh, but that is, and sister figures too, mm-hmm. big time. I mean, I have a lot of really cool sisters that I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I've always wanted this. Um, Jeff, I can say his name, right? Jeff is like, it was so, uh, such a natural thing. Both of these dudes mm-hmm. was such a natural thing where it's like, you know, we're not the same person. We don't believe the same things. And we've come to the things that we agree upon in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes to say, you know, his life experience as a police officer has taught him things about the world. Mm-hmm. And I think he looks at me as like a book person, which is kind of funny. Because uh, <laughs> most people are like, oh, he's not really very smart. <laughs> but, you know, I, I came to it from re- reasoning and looking at data and mm-hmm. all that kind of silly shit. And I don't know. It's a weird friendship because as a libertarian, I'm, I've said this a bunch, but your natural enemy is authority. Mm-hmm. As a libertarian-minded person, that doesn't mean conservative or whatever. I mean in the natural libertarian, anti-totalitarian way. Mm-hmm. You know, police is the first arm of the government. Mm-hmm. And it's the most interactive one that we see the most and that yeah. it's part of our life the most. So it's your natural enemy to, you know, not like police mm-hmm. and to question people who would take that job. Right. You know, and it's just, it's maybe rational, maybe not. It depends on how you're looking at it. Right. Um, but I certainly came, you know, I was a marijuana activist. Mm-hmm. I was big in, in getting marijuana conversations going in Washington State mm-hmm. previous to it being legalized. And we celebrated real heavy when it was legalized. And... <laughs> I was naturally not this, like this guy represents a lot of anguish in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, driving from my weed deal thinking I'm going to go to jail, like for having uranium quality materials or some shit, like national secret kind of, anyway, uh, it was weird how quickly all that shit broke down because it's just Mm -hmm. a dude thing. Yeah. Like we just like the same kind of, he was there to see music. Mm -hmm. He was not pretending to be interested he was actually interested in mm-hmm. the music and the people he went to see and it was really obvious and I don't know it was weird how easy it was and within like two weeks like so many people have said about this show when they listen to Jeff they're like man you know I don't like cops mm-hmm. for whatever reason doesn't matter there's mm-hmm. lots of different reasons to not like the state and to question people that work for the state but I like Jeff it was crazy how quickly he changed my mind about all the shit I thought mm-hmm. as a really hardcore libertarian that had written shit about it in stupid little never read <laughs> magazines and right, right. pontificated on the internet forums my whole life and shit and I was like man I gotta eat some major words I, I knew some real dumb shit Mm -hmm. and I said it plenty right and you know we have an interview or two with Jeff when he just retired that we have to share with you guys if you're interested tell us I know you want to hear it Mm -hmm. it's a lot of editing that I have to do because it was just a lot of talking and silly stuff right you know I don't want to I want it to be real crisp and and plain so it'll be some work to do but if you want to hear it which I know you guys do um, let us know we'll probably put it up uh, at some point Mm mm-hmm but you know, maybe make it a Patreon thing, but I really want everybody to hear it because it was really breaking down the things that, that he taught me, mm-hmm. uh, by, and not by like indoctrination or like bullshit. Like Jeff's a great bullshitter, as mm-hmm. you guys know, mm-hmm. but that's not what he was doing. He, he's not bullshit. He's not a liar. Right. He's a fucking, he's a pretty straight up dude. Um, but he just answered questions that I had, you know, things that are basic, like 
you know, you don't bring a don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And it's like, well, if you're standing within 24 feet of the dude, you fucking you're gonna win if you have the knife. Mm-hmm. And that's like what? And then you look into it and you yeah. find out just how much damage a knife can do mm-hmm. and how much uh, all sorts of things that you just don't understand right. as a layman. And and when you don't have a police officer friend, mm-hmm. and come to find out, a lot of police officers are pretty libertarian from being uh, police officers. A lot of people are like Jeff, where they're like, man. I wouldn't do it this way, and, and government probably can't solve these problems. Mm-hmm. You know, he and I would go back and forth about, uh, sorry to monopolize this thing, but he and I would go back and forth about, okay, Jeff, they're, they're telling, they want to reduce what police officers do during the 2020 protests and stuff, and we had some long conversations. Right. It's like, you guys probably do too many things. Mm-hmm. You know, we're asking you to be medics mm-hmm. and enforcers, and then also compassionate and understanding about mental, all the different mm-hmm. spectrums of mental things that can happen that you'll encounter. We need you to go in and clear things before fires. Mm-hmm. We need you to know how to do, like I said, medic stuff, CPR shit, know how to do turning. They have so much training that goes on. Right. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that was constantly like, wow, there's not enough training. He's like, dude, we spend our whole careers training. Yeah. And whenever new things occur, we're trained, you know. And that doesn't mean that they can't improve it, but it mm-hmm. was something to throw right in my face where it's like, dude, I've been training since I started and I haven't stopped. And it's like, Oh fuck. Well, and we watched that too (coughs) over the years. Um, so many times that he would have a training day, Mm -hmm. you know, and he'd be at the, um, I don't know if it was the Academy. It was that training center. Yeah. But yeah, it it happened all the fucking time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Well, the laws change a lot. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things you have to be retrained on and and tested on and those things. Well, you know, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I basically in a nutshell, I mean, I'm still a very libertarian. I mean, basically an anarchist as far as government. I'm basically an atheist to government. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys know that by now and it's not because I want chaos or whatever, but I still see, I have so much respect now Mm -hmm. that I didn't have for law enforcement, for the mentality that goes in there, because most mm-hmm. of those dudes are really actually there well, to make a difference. Yeah, and, having and watched it. Way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't meet those cops that you don't want uh, from all the people we met through Jeff. Mm-mm. No, we've we've met wonderful human yeah. beings that really kind of agree with a lot of the the principles that I think mm-hmm. a lot of us hope they would. You know, they're not they're not going to turn on the populace. They're mm-hmm. not they're not there to do that. It looks it's really weird to see an arm of the government policing, Mm -hmm. enforcing the things that people on, on on the ivory towers are making into law because Mm -hmm. it complicates the shit out of everything. It's like these people have never run a business, but they have to have these police officers represent their non business understanding Mm -hmm. and go right into businesses and enforce it and into the public and enforce it. And it's like, what yeah. an awkward way to run society. That's yeah. that can't be done. So Jeff and I would go back and forth about, you know, maybe we could get, you know, some sort of consular involved in some of these mental health things mm-hmm. that, you know, that police officers shouldn't maybe be involved. But then he'll go back and forth with yeah. how these things turn out. Uh, you know, the violence is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you learn, you know, a lot of people when they watch the police videos and they say, why are there five police officers with that, you know, one girl, you mm-hmm. know, trying to keep her down? And it's like, I asked him that. He's like, dude, have you ever tried to put a little toddler to bed? It's like, oh yeah, that's impossible. He's like, it's for their safety as much as it, as it is ours. Right. Because a person that doesn't want to be restrained 
and will fight dude. until they hurt themselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because he's right. And right. it's not hard to go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these things that are just really media talking points and mm-hmm. shit, Jeff broke down for me just like by being open mm-hmm. and in a, in a couple weeks, yeah. like demonstrably to where it was my mind wrapped around the idea and will never go back to that size again. I mean, go on a ride along if you can. Anybody can ask. Mm-hmm. That was one of the most instructive things I saw. And it, and he was like, oh, I was, I, hopefully that wasn't too boring for you or whatever. It was like, dude, I watched 80 people lie to your face. Mm-hmm. Half of them you were there to help. Mm-hmm. And the other half were there, probably the suspects you were looking for. <laughs> and not one of them told you the truth. What a weird job. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody goes into Subway and is like, I want cheese when they really want no cheese. Right. It's like, right. nobody does that. And so, <laughs> and then holds you accountable yeah, for the yeah. fact that there's, yeah. And you do that for 25 years. Yeah. And you start to probably look at people like, wow, they're all cunts. But he doesn't. No. That's neat. No. So that's my, you know, he... he really did a, f- a service to me as far as a curious person mm-hmm. that wanted to learn about the world. I had a real stick in the ground mm-hmm. as to what I thought about law enforcement, the mentality of the people in it. I thought bullies. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, it's us against them. It's just the state. But no, it's not. I mean, there is that for sure because there are people that get into jobs for all the wrong reasons. We're, we're filled with sociopaths, you mm-hmm. know. It's just part of having a giant country. But man, they're I met some of the best people, some of the best men I've ever met uh, mm-hmm. were, are from through him. Yeah. So, well, you know, my, in my personal experience, um, I met Jeff the same night you met Jeff. Right. And he was there to see music, watch music. And then uh, we ran into him. <clears throat> Excuse me. We ran into him another the very next night. Also, he was on duty. Mm-hmm. Um, Came to see us. I think. Yeah. yeah. And he just swung in while he was on patrol. Uh, to check out what was going on. It was a little the acoustic festival, night. if you guys want to know the deets. It was acoustic festivals, two nights in a row. The first <laughs> night, he was on duty. Second night, he was off duty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that that's, was the, my same experience. Um, I was apprehensive because, again, he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from a family mindset that was divided, which is, is really interesting. Well, dig into my uh, growing up experience later on in future episodes but I came from a very divided family on a lot of things and one of them is half my family thought uh, police officers were uh, awful awful terrible avoid their harmful people Mm -hmm. and then the other half of my family thought if you ever need any assistance always go to the police they will help you So I was raised with this weird, uh, divided idea. Now, I leaned towards police officers helping um, until I was probably in my 20s when I actually started seeing weird shit, you know. But I still maintained the idea that they were uh, helpful and kind because I never had any run-ins with them. And I ended up having a run in with one um you know it's we don't need to go into all the details but it left me with a very sour taste in my mouth Mm -hmm. um i think that i was in the wrong place at the wrong time blah 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 you were um and you know whatever but it it made me really angry Mm -hmm. at them and so then i basically my my brain flipped to the other side of what i was raised with i'm like fuck those guys right so then met jeff and I was apprehensive um, at first. And then we sat down and we had a, a 
really good conversation. We were able to hang out and talk. And it, it I, did feel at the first part, like he, sorry to interrupt, that he was kind of like probing the music community. It we're just like, felt really weird. This is too natural. It's, I know. But it well, wasn't that. It, it, I found out that it was just natural. He's, He's just that, just guy, that kind of guy. guy yeah. But it took me a good three or four months. Him. Sorry to interrupt again. He also realized that I didn't know shit about shit. So he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just be this guy's friend instead. <laughs> <laughs> it took me personally, I don't know how long it took you, but it took me three, four, maybe even a little bit longer. The first year was rough with me, but I know there was uh, zero trust for at least four months with me. Really? And he was around a lot. Yeah. Um, as soon as he came into our life, he became part of our life. Yeah. And so I just sat and listened a lot and observed a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, slowly but surely kind of came back into or came into um, friendship. The thing with Jeff, though, is he's very much I'm also an only child and uh, no brothers, no sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff kind of fit right into that brother type role for me. Down to pulling the hair. But it was interesting. Pinching and biting. Yes, yeah. because we I don't know. I I guess I don't want to say we bickered because we didn't really. Well, no, we are. We've argued. We've argued. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I think we may have bickered loving, a bit. Loving bickering. But loving bickering. We still love each other when we're done. But I think we have just irritated the shit out of each other a lot. <laughs> okay. You know, personally, um, because, you know, let's let's not be foolish. I can be a stubborn cunt, you Whoa. know. And so can he. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he thinks he's right. I think I'm right. So we. we it know, is pretty fun to watch. We've been in these situations where we're like head to head. Um, and but one of my favorite favorite memories I have several but one of my favorite memories is very recent okay um, it was just last year in I think it was November December I think uh, in fact I know it was in December if the um, end of November anyways he came to the door um, he was coming over for something and he came to the door and he walked in, I let him in, the dog, you know, the Kraken greeted him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he said, you got, um, I think you have stuff on the porch. I think you got some stuff on the porch. And I said, oh yeah, it's Uline. They dropped off a bunch of shipping products for my business, Amara B. And I just haven't brought them in yet. And he went, well, I can, I can bring them in for you. So he's bringing in these big boxes for me. Um, huge. They're like five feet tall. They're huge, massive boxes. Anyways, he was bringing them in. And... Then a couple seconds goes by. I go to shut the door, and he said, I still think there's something out there. And I said, oh, I don't think so. This is all that's out there. This is all that I I saw them deliver. And he went, no, I I think that there might be something out there. And then my face lit up because the day before, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was the week before, I had been bothering him for years to bring me bones. Mm -hmm. I wanted, he's a hunter, as y'all know. And I always wanted him to bring me some souvenirs. And Babubaba is not squeamish around bones. No, no, no. She's very I, medically minded, uh, witchcraft kind of lady. Yes. Don't so, come over to our house. <laughs> it's a Baba Yaga house. <laughs> I've been wanting some of these bones um, for use, ritual use, and different things. And uh, he never brought me. He didn't. He didn't bring me stuff. Mm. He just kept forgetting. And so. I, I've quit asking. Actually. He only cares about the dick bone <laughs> of a bear. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then he brought you some. He did. And so basically, he's like, uh, I, my face lit up because I knew at that point I could just see it. 
I went out there. It was a genuine Christmas moment for it you. It huh? really was. Thanks, I was Jeff, so freaking it. excited. There was a it was it was basically a stripped deer carcass um in plastic bags. It was one whole it was just awesome. Without the head, of course, because you know the hunter keeps the head, but <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to receive this. I was just like <laughs> dragging this deer body in. I was like, yay it, you guys, it's really interesting to shop so for my wife for excited. holidays and stuff. It's like, <laughs> well, how do I find some roadkill that's cleaned and <laughs> Well and then my Get next Get yourself a witch wife, gentlemen. My, you will never be bored ever. My next memory, my next favorite experience was uh i think it was shortly after that maybe it was shortly before that they were very close together i got a text message from jeff saying i dropped some stuff off in your driveway uh he said i dropped you a gift off in your driveway you may want to go out there and and move it before your neighbors call uh, the police thinking you have a dead body on your in your driveway, and I was so freaking excited because it was a bear. Um, of course, it was also stripped. It was just you know it was very uh, fresh. It's it was so just bones and stuff, and it was a full carcass, full body, less the feet and the head. God damn, this is so crazy to a city boy like me. And I'm so, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I went out there and... This is a hobby for you? I was so <laughs> excited. I'll explain, but I was so okay. excited to see this and he was right. I have, but because I've never been around a bear, a stripped bear uh, carcass before. God, I've never been around it. Fucking scared of this house. And so, of course, I've got <laughs> I've got an area in our garden where I go through natural processing of bones. <laughs> like everyone, a bone garden. It is. Have you been in your bone garden to check your bones this week? Make sure to water your bone garden. So I I bury everything. <laughs> I bury everything and let it process naturally. Um, because I don't have the capabilities of beetles. So anyways, okay. I let uh, Mother Nature take its course, you know, nature take its course, and it can take up to a year. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I my son helped me dig this hole, and I realized as the bear was laying there and I pulled the bags off, I see what he meant. I never knew that bears look so human. Goddamn. You know I what mean, I've learned I'm surrounded by weirdos. Well, continue. The please. rib cage, the rib cage is oh, yeah. is more narrow. Oh, good. Um, more, I don't. It's more dog like, I guess. Oh, very good. similar, but the lower, the spine, the lower half, the pelvis, the leg, the 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 leg bones. I was just like, oh my god, we look like we have. You <laughs> stop it. We look like we have like a an adolescent boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and so I understand why you said get it in. Before your neighbors call the cops that you've got a body. <laughs> Jesus, man. Right. Anyways, Bear Ba and I are bonded by the. I don't like to kill animals. Um, I'm not a. I used to be years and years ago. I never liked it, but I did it to feed my family. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was taught to process the furs and the bones and everything that comes from and you don't forget a goddamn thing do no you? it, well, it sure comes from the, like the native side um my mother's chippewa and so it comes from that side of of um you, you do honor that very my much. experience yeah, both of you but uh so basically where we're at is uh, jeff and i are bonded by animal parts <laughs> 
and he brings me presents, and I love it. And I, you know, it makes me very happy. He's your your bare bone brother. He is, yeah. and as we speak right now, uh, Getch, if you're if you're listening to this podcast. All the bones are clean. Yeah, they and look, they're white. And they're just sitting on the fucking counter. Well, they're on house. the counter. Well, in no. my goddamn Bobby Yaga house. Only a couple of the it's just the spinal parts. Yeah, just you know, just the vertebrae shit. and stuff and one femur. The rest are all out in a box outside. But they're all clean and I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're like the clean person that you are, because if this was just like Baba Yaga house with like little pieces of oh, things. Gross. I know. Oh, gross. I, that's where I'm, no. I'm very thankful that you're very medical about all these things. <laughs> uh, in case any of you are wondering like how I have my hot pockets, it's uh-huh. not, it is next to okay. bones, but they're very All clean. right. I do have a story. I do have another story. This doesn't have to do with Jeff, Aww. but this was funny. So well, Jeff I, tuned out now. I have, I have, <laughs> I have snakes. I have, um, ball pythons. Yes. And they're large ball pythons, and they eat medium to large size rats. I was going to tell this story, too. They're quite large. Um, and it, it's very interesting because I have a specific plate that I use. If it's not a paper plate, um, we have to, to thaw these rats on. I don't feed live animals to my right. snakes. Because to me, I know it's natural, but I, it's I, sad just, as fuck. It's, I can't. Yeah. So anyways... Um, I let somebody else do that for me and then I, I feed them the frozen stuff, but you have to thaw them first. Right. And so we have a microwave yes, that do. is actually mounted above the stove. We've told this on the inside shit, I think. And when you, yeah, when you, when you turn the lights of the microwave on so that it shines on the stove, the heat from the lights actually warm the inside of the microwave to about 80, 85 degrees. Isn't that what you'd imagine in a Baba Yaga house? And it's perfect. Would be used for? And it's perfect because I, I put the frozen rat on the plate. It's either the one plate that I use or a paper plate and I put it in the microwave and shut the microwave door and it thaws it to the perfect temperature. I thought growing up with a lot of dogs was weird. <laughs> I did. So I had no I, idea what I the will, earth had for me in store. I'll normally uh, give the guys in my household, my son and my husband, a heads up and let them know, hey, there's a rat in the microwave. You do. You do. I do. I try to. Most of the time. Um, but there was one time, not too long ago, maybe two, three months ago, I was... Actually, I was, I think I was upstairs. Anyways, my son, my son is rolling around doing something. He just got out of bed. Okay. (laughs) Just got out of bed. No, all of a sudden I I hear shuffling and I went, oh, tight. That's that's what I hear. And I was like, oh shit. I I forgot the sticky note. He's like, I don't want to put oatmeal in there. I don't know what to do now. I went downstairs and his eyes were as big as saucers. And he was like, God damn, mom. Jeez. It's like the snake's got to eat. Yep. This is how it's done. We I should like, probably well, have another micro- take, microwave. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the rat out. I'm sorry. I didn't put a sticky note. He was like, it just kind of surprised me. We're can, all like, is there some sort of thing that we should do? Can is I use like- the microwave? And I was like, well, yeah, give me just a second. So what I'll do is I'll take like a one of those diluted bleach wipes and just wipe it out just in case just to be sure right. but uh yeah she, insur- she assures us that we're not starting some sort of right every time i use problem. every time i use the microwave as a thaw i don't microwave the rat all i do is let it sit in there the thaw right but every time i do that i i make sure that i disinfect wouldn't but it still be funny though wife i'm sorry to what's up wouldn't it be funny <clears throat> if we just didn't know that all the things that we pump out of that fucking microwave are kind of just a hint of rat <laughs> 
We just don't know it. And so when I go have popcorn somewhere else, I'm like, what is that flavor is missing? Oh, my and God. Some scientists later will be like, actually, Zach, what we've detected in your in your query is uh, you're missing rat. No. You've got rat at home. And no. that's part of your, your daily diet is oh rat. Oh, my God. No. Uh, just the, the vapor of rat. No. Rat vapor. <laughs> Delicious. Rat vapor. Part of a balanced breakfast. By men. Oh, my okay. God. I'm Anyways, broke. yes. Broken. Weird shit in our household. I feel bad for my guys, but they understand and they're very supportive. Thank yeah, you oh, so yeah. much. Uh, dude, uh, th- having snakes is amazing. Mm, uh, they're and they awesome. All ne- and they need to eat. And I do appreciate that we don't have to feed them live food because I couldn't do that. No. And I know you can't do that. Uh-uh. Uh, you would if they needed it. Yeah. But I, I, Well, just like I didn't, I, I hunted to feed my family. You know, right when the need was gone, it wasn't <clears throat> when the need was gone. When I, you found out about Safeway, oh, holy shit! I knew about Safeway. <laughs> I couldn't fucking afford no, Safeway. No, I see it. Fucking a man. I respect that. Your your perspective on the show. I cannot wait. Uh, I, I really can't wait for the four of us to get together mm-hmm. because really that is the conversations that we have as friends. It's mm-hmm. always the four of us. It's mm-hmm. not the three of us, right? And your perspective on the show. I think there's so many people that listen that respect you from the dipshit files mm. and from being candid and talking oh. about chickens on well, thank you. inside shit and that you kind of keep everybody in line I can't wait I cannot fucking wait for the listeners to hear you and Jeff's dynamic <laughs> because I really they did do. during the drunk the drunk episode well yeah. no actually they didn't not really I think we were both on our towards the end if you guys listened to the drunk episode it was episode 21 at the very end I think there was uh, no it wasn't never mind you guys haven't experienced it I don't it remember yet. it uh-uh. so <laughs> I do know there was a moment in there where I disagreed with something but I didn't say anything mm. so I just sat there and I think you actually said something the dynamic of those two is going to be a lot of fun Shaden and I talk about it very fondly it's kind of fun um well, there's lots to say about Jeff. Yes. One thing I want to say that he'll never say about himself, and it's tough to bring up in a show, is about his desire for his the, the kind of charity that Jeff has done mm. throughout his career. Yes. And since we've met him. Um, Astounding. Yeah. Like, as a musician, you kind of just become part of the charity work of mm-hmm. stuff. Like people ask you to play for free and you're like, absolutely. Right. And so my whole career in this area, I've played lots and lots of shows and benefits and stuff. And I've seen lots of people try things. It's almost always been for homeless causes. Cause we have that major problem yep. in Spokane and it's, it's not that many people. It feels like if we just focus on this 1800, 2000 people, like, mm-hmm. can we fix this for these two? Th-? You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. That was the argument. I've been around it a lot. And then Jeff came along Mm -hmm. and Jeff's approach was so fucking practical and so much more effective than all these nonprofits that I worked with, Mm -hmm. all these groups that had really good ideas and had money to do stuff. Mm -hmm. But Jeff's just a guy who's like, no, I've have sandwiches and I'm going to go give these people sandwiches. Right. And it's like, what? Wait, you're just going to give him sandwiches? Yeah. You're not going to give it run it through a bureaucracy and pay a bunch of staff and he's like have I got, a newsletter i have a stack of sandwiches and i'm going to hand them out yeah there's like 50 guys right here and i've got 50 sandwiches right and it's like goddamn, dude as a police officer i mean i think you guys probably all know that they're the ones that deal with with yes. the problem that we're having with homelessness mm-hmm. with with the drug use that's attached to it and a lot of the mental illness attached to it not many people know better than police officers right. about that, what's going on there. He is the kind of guy, dude, you guys. So all we did was we helped uh, with our company mm-hmm. and a few of the bars. Really, the bars collected socks. Mm-hmm. And it was just a sock, sock drive because it was the most practical thing 
that he can think of that he can just carry around with him and give out while he's out there. He's like, what do people need on the street when it's cold? Oh, man. Fucking and it was, socks. It was the dead of winter when this is going on. You mm-hmm. know, we're talking zero degrees. Yep. And all Jeff did <laughs> to, to bring attention to it was make fun of the fact that his ex-wife, his wife at the time, didn't like his mustache. Uh-huh. He shaved off a little beard because they weren't allowed to have beards in, in the force or whatever. The force. Mm-hmm. And so he had a little cop mustache that looked fucking <laughs> pretty cool. Uh-huh. We named him Steve. Uh-huh. And we even did some like skit shit for it or whatever. And I don't, I don't even know if we put him out, but we put out... But he basically started this thing about Steve. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to raise... Uh, we're basically going to get socks and if we get en- enough we'll cut Steve off so my wife won't be mad or some mm-hmm. something I didn't even I don't remember what it, was, what it was it was just this mustache would come back once a year and we would get socks and Jeff would fucking go out and hand out hundreds and hundreds of fucking socks mm-hmm. every call he went to he would diffuse situations by like oh you guys are fighting hey you guys need socks yeah you need blankets you need a, mm-hmm. you need coats because the people gave those things mm-hmm. people send us socks by the bulk load mm-hmm. uh, they sent them from across the country we had no I mean we're a, our podcast network is 100% Washington State and Idaho so mm-hmm. we were like what the fuck Minnesota right apparently Minnesota they're like we know the problems here's yeah. some socks uh, it was it was awesome that was Jeff mm-hmm. that was all Jeff and blankets and it, yeah. blankets was another thing yeah and it, it, to me it's like you know Jeff's you guys probably know Jeff's mentality part of it is also like look if you you can talk all you want, mm-hmm. talk all you want. Let them collect your tax money and do whatever the fuck. Just do something. Right. He's like, look what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a pat myself on the back guy. Like I said, he'd never talk about this mm-hmm. other than to get you to give him socks. Right. We should start up again. Mm-hmm. I'm you sure he'd be Actually, all about we it. Should. Yeah, I'd love to. It was. He's not out there handing them out, and and you know he's got a different way of pe- of dealing with people. I know. And and it's very few people that can walk the world like Jeff does. Yeah. Especially as a police officer dealing with that situation and being a guy where, mm-hmm. I mean, if you walked the streets of Spokane and you said his name, Officer Getchell, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of dudes wearing those socks. Like that's a that's a good dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that that's bragging on Jeff. He fucking. Uh, did probably one of the most successful charity things in Spokane that I saw. Yeah. Most effective. As in, yeah. And as, with one dude. Yep. And just the kindness of people that he knew around him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, we didn't promote very well because it's not like we, we didn't shove a bunch of money that we didn't have into it. We right. just told people on the internet. And, they, and it was shared. And yeah. yeah. And I would say the bar is really uh, like the Viking that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. There's a place called the Black Diamond that really, really took in a lot of stuff here in the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool to see. And that was all Jeff, one cop. Yeah. And man, you should hear the stories. We'll have him on if you guys want to hear him. Some of the stories that he has about handing out socks. Yeah, there's some really great ones. Yeah. All right. So that's bragging on Jeff. Yep. Do you feel like we bragged on him sufficiently? I think so. Do you think his ween has been knobbed sufficiently? <laughs> it's been slobbing, slobbing on. I know. I, I know that's a picture that everybody wanted in their head. Uh, now let's turn to Shaden. Oh. And let's talk about his knob. Oh. <laughs> Can we not talk about knobs? Okay. I, did, I set up uh, a not as good uh, fun conversation about Shaden <laughs> by putting that into the world. We've read a lot of emails from you guys mm-hmm. over the last two, three weeks over issues that we've discussed here and that I'm sure will come up again. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was really happy to see, although, you know, Shaden got kind of drugged through the mud by a certain group of people and their mentalities. Uh, what an honorable dude. Yeah. Like t- I take a step back and it's like, you know, people are telling me I'm, I'm all sorts of good things for sticking up for my friend. But one of the things that, 
I'm looking at is like, I had a responsibility to say something. Mm-hmm. Dude didn't have to. He yeah. was my confidant. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. he believes that I'm not full of shit. Right. And if you can judge his character, he's not very full of shit. And he wouldn't tolerate people around him full of shit. Right. So having him around was like, he's kind of a, it's like, this guy likes him. Mm-hmm. So it can't be a piece of shit. He's probably fucking, you know, mm. it's very strange. I know because people <clears throat> that just listened to the show for the first time probably don't know who Shaden is. Mm-hmm. People that have listened to this show. The people that wrote in, dude, I've got mm-hmm. people have found him out. People know that Shaden is either an alien, mm-hmm. a, a mad genius, mm-hmm. all these things, and it's like, yep, I can't, I can't disprove those things right. because he really is. Uh, I mean, in in my view, he sings in my band, but it, the band that I founded or whatever. But I mean, he's the best singer in the band. He's mm-hmm. the best songwriter in the band. Uh, he's my favorite singer in the in the region, and I'm slobbing the knob here, but it is. <laughs> It's legit. I mean, he really is like this dude that I'm, I'm honored to play songs. Like we have two songs on our new album that me being on it is a waste of everyone's time, but they threw me on one and sometimes I'm on the other one, blah, blah, blah. It really is just this masterpiece of work that I'm, pr- I'm proud to have my name attached to. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's a crazy thing. So it's, uh, and, and I always look at Shaden and I look at his age and I think about myself at his age mm-hmm. and that's where my respect for him like kind of goes through the roof. Cause it's like, man, he's figured out some shit. However he got there, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's just smarter than I am naturally or whatever it is, but he's way more advanced than I was at his age. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that so many people, it's been heartwarming to see, cause not all of them were to jar. A lot of them were to info at scatcast.com. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to read stuff. And then yeah. they were like, oh, by the way, we see how smart this fucking dude is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know, right? Like all the people on the show are, are really like, I don't know how the term is as far myself excluded. I am, I'm, I'm surrounded by really high quality people. Wife, you're, you're a very oh. high quality human being as far as I'm concerned. Well, and I think you. it comes across really, uh, really well. I'm reading the emails and I'm saying, yep, yeah, that's how it's coming across mm. to, I mean, the people that have been presented on jar, really are the, some of the best people in my life and the, some of the best people you could ask for. And when it comes to Shaden, uh, sticking up for a, a buddy mm-hmm. in that way because he knew it was the right thing to do and also trusting us mm-hmm. and giving us legitimacy in some way by, by trusting us, which some of you guys saw that too. Um, what a fucking stud, you know? Yeah. And like in a war of words, because that's really what all these podcast things are mm-hmm. and these little, you know, when you put out little press things or whatever, little bitey things, it's a war of words. That dude is so fucking armed to the teeth yeah. with word power. Mm-hmm. You are too. It's fucking, <laughs> it's very cool to see. And uh-huh. I, I might be being a little too candid, but it's like fucking A, bro. Mm. Uh, you guys really give a lot of confidence to the people that call you friends. Uh, and, you know, Shaden is, is one of those crazy cats that I'm sure people have met him and, and then maybe they don't know, they didn't know enough about him mm-hmm. to see where he's coming from. Cause he's kind of a dork, you know, on some <laughs> level. No, he does. He, he's, he really walks that, that awesome path of like, uh, you know, the, the magic, the gathering dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. kind of world <clears throat> mixed with this bad motherfucker that will play through an appendix fucking bursting mm-hmm. at a show where he killed it and won an award that I night know. for killing it. I know. And He's then, amazing. Yep. And then also stand up for a buddy's buddy right. and, and, uh, or buddy's friend or, uh, and make such fucking great arguments too mm-hmm. that add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it's been an honor to be in both of these dudes lives. 
they've enriched my life so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a few great friends that I've had for a long time and they listen and they know who they are and, you know, irreplaceable friends mm-hmm. that have been time tested. Uh, right. One of my, one of my friends, Justin has been like, we've been through it all together mm-hmm. and, and we've forgiven each other and it's such a, a wonderful friendship. It's difficult to make friends as you get older in life. Yeah. Yeah. And to make this kind of quality of friends where definitely feels like you're from the same kind of, you know, I don't want to say tribe, but basically does feel like serendipity when you walk into some of these people's lives and, and they teach you about yourself and they make you better mm-hmm. instead of drag you down and, and try and stomp on you like mm-hmm. so many acquaintances in life do. Uh, it's such an honor to mm-hmm. have people, especially as you get older, to have that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll never take that for granted, I hope. Um, but yeah, having a Shaden in your life is, is yes. been a pretty amazing thing. Shaden, um, Shaden and I met at the Viking, mm-hmm. um, and we met Shaden on the same night. If you come to Spokane and you don't go to the Viking, you, I mean, it, it yeah. hurts all our hearts. Right. And at the time, it's the best we got. <laughs> they, they've, they've since remodeled the Viking. Um, at the time when we first met, they used to have this big open fire pit in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, that's where we sat and watched the fire, and we had uh, drinks, and I think we were roasting marshmallows or something. But so many great conversations were had in that space. Yep, yeah. and it was it was awesome. And through the years, um, of course, I got to know Shaden on uh, a deeper level during his experience with his sociopath, mm. and um, that's essentially. It was during those that conversation where I got to meet Shaden. I knew Shaden before. I knew of Shaden. I'd spoken to him, but I really didn't get a glimpse at the real Shaden until that conversation. And I remember sitting there listening to his story and connecting with Shaden and really respecting his mind. Right. And uh, and how well he communicated and. It was, I don't know, it was, it was heartbreaking and special at the same time. Now, over the years, Shaden and I have developed a relationship, a friendship, um, as more like a family, I think, between kind of like Jeff and I have a family thing. Mm-hmm. Shaden and I also have a family thing. Shaden's... 100%, I think. <clears throat> mine and Shaden's relationship, though, is, um, is a bit different because we... we we relate on um, almost like an energetic level or a spiritual level um, without diving into all of the detail there. You're both weirdos. We're both weirdos, yes. <laughs> um, but the thing that I... Rational weirdos. ...really, really appreciate about Shaden is he won't lie to me. Right. I know he won't lie to me. And... You he, won't lie to people either. He walks through, he walks through this life with a certain amount of honor. Mm-hmm. And um, not only respect for himself, but a quiet respect for everybody until you've proven that you don't re- deserve it. Yeah. And, and then that, it's on. <laughs> and that's something that I, 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 can, I can get behind that. Now, then I... Then it goes into evil shade and, <laughs> and it's, you don't want to be on that side. The thing with my life experience is I... I grew up in a in a way that made trusting difficult. And so part of most of my adult life has been trying to 
uh, overcome my trust issues mm-hmm. on all levels. Yeah. And I'm slowly but surely doing it. Um, I Just like anything else, when you're working on something in your psyche, you uh, two steps forward, one step back. And sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. It really depends on where you're at. Our whole marriage has been a, yes. a, one giant evolution of trust within each other. Right, yeah. right. So when I have observed Shaden over the years, I've watched and learned how he reacts to things. And I've observed him in his communication and in his interpersonal relationships and how he carries himself. And um, I trust Shaden. Mm-hmm. And it took, it, of course, it took a long time, but I do trust Shaden. Yeah, there are very few human beings that have earned that from you. Be, For whatever reason, right or wrong, you fucking I, well, you vet I, the shit out of folk. I trust Shaden because, mainly because I know he won't lie to me. Yeah. And that is something that I deeply appreciate. I would much rather have my ego crushed with the truth than to have somebody blow smoke up my ass. Because, Fuck yeah. you know, I, and that is the bottom line. Tell me, just tell me the truth. Same. You know, band it off. So right. I can look at the wound. Exactly. And assess the damage. Now, you know, they're depending on the subject matter. Maybe, maybe tell me the truth kindly. Sure. You know, but I still, uh, I would still much more appreciate somebody saying, no, I think you're the greatest woman in the world. Oh my God. I just love you. And, and not mean it. I hate that. Right. Just look at me and say, no, I fucking hate you. You're a goddamn cunt. I'd be like, yes, thank you. I don't know how many Not people because think. of what you said, but because you had the guts to say it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So anyways, that's Shaden. Shaden mm-hmm. tells the truth. Mm-hmm. He's honest, but he's also... He calls my wife a cunt. He's gentle about it. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. Yeah, he'll... he'll but he doesn't, he also is pretty flat out. It's not like he's padding the truth at all. I love that about him. So whenever I, I love Whenever it. I have some crazy idea or some mm-hmm. shit, he's always on board, but he's always like, but think about this. Yes. And it's it's always very rational mm-hmm. and, and awesome. He, he really does know how to nurture ideas. It's a cool thing when you have friends around mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, when you're a weirdo, he's a weirdo like me, where you're just a, you know, want, oh, let's do a project and it's going <laughs> to cost us a bunch of money and none of us are going to make money. You want to do it? And he's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh-huh. Cause it's, I don't want this to sound weird. You know, I, I don't want it, you guys to get the wrong idea of how I look at the world, but I do have a big chunk of me. Like I look at you from, you, you would have, you're from a different era, you know, your level of honor and stuff. It doesn't resonate with what I see in the current, you know, modern world, like what we embrace in this society. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not that code of ethics that, you know, the samurai would go by that we all kind of look at like, fuck yeah. That's mm-hmm. how, that's how humans with, with honor act mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we were talking about this before, you know, Shaden's the same way. He seems like a guy that's, that's from a different era right. of, of where code meant something a yes. whole lot different. And that's, that's and, and why almost, I trust him. Yes. Yes. And it's like the D and D guys are that. And yeah. so people are like, Oh, that's cheesy nerd shit. And it's like, yeah, but those dudes, they're, they're keeping this tradition of, of like super cool honor mm-hmm. alive yeah. in these stories they tell. And in, in kind of the way that they live them, their lives. Right. And I like that way better than any other way mm-hmm. uh, that people go about their business. Like before we were doing the show, I'm trying to ex- explain it, but 
there's something that happens to me, and when I've talked about it on the show, we talked mm-hmm. about it on the Sergeant Stubby mm, episode, mm-hmm. when that fucking hand goes up above the eye, mm-hmm. just like a knight would lift his little fucking visor up and he would give show respect to another knight, mm-hmm. just like soldiers do to each other. Just like that fucking Robert Redford meme with the beard, mm, where he gives mm-hmm. you that little nod. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about. That chokes me the fuck up, because mm-hmm. it's like, goddamn, that's like an earned level of respect. And I like the way that Shaden walks through his life, and Jeff too, mm-hmm. because that means shit to them. Yes. And you know, when Jeff hears the Star Spangled Banner, it does. It's not about America the Conqueror, America the Powerful, America mm-hmm. the Richest. It's about people that have fucking put real shit mm-hmm. out there, real, real bravery, real ch- like challenges of their of the deep shit in their bodies. Right. And it's like, you deserve my respect, sir. That was hard. I could tell. Mm-hmm. And you live through it, you know? And and I love that shit so yeah. much. And I love that about those two guys, that they they kind of come from a different era. Mm-hmm. Jeff comes from before electricity, for mm. sure. <laughs> like, he's as much of a Luddite as you could possibly be with, with still having a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in all the positive mm-hmm. ways. Uh, don't go looking up that word like I think he's about some bad thing. Um, he just, what do you think of me? The Luddite as well. Uh, you fix computers and shit. You're the weirdest person uh, I know. <laughs> You're the weird. We live in a Baba Yaga house that's fucking got the best Wi-Fi that you can get. It's very strange. But I'm kind of going off. Uh, I love that honor that men and women have when they rec- when they see that somebody's gone through something tough. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't yes. know. And yeah, it's just very Viking, very fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's very cool to me. And I love having people around like that. I, I see a lot of the people in the, the battle scats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, they were, they exuded the same. that. Yes, the same they way. did. Yes, and you guys did. are great with words. Like that's for whatever this might mean. For some reason, I, I just give people with the ability to, to use words. Well, like a lot of, I'm just, I admire that so mm-hmm. much with human beings because it's because you bloviate <laughs> because I don't do it well. Yeah, that's right. Cause I'm all over the place. Uh, my father was I'm a good sorry, speaker I'm sorry. and keep I listened going. to him talk, but I just, all I got was if you just keep blabbing, you know, I guess I'll listen. But my dad had points and mm-hmm. thought about, you know, ethos and logos and pathos. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's how podcasts are made is you just bloviate. Apparently. Okay. This one anyway. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we love those guys and we can't wait to have them back. They'll be back. Uh, yes. Shaden will for sure be back next week. We'll have Jeff in probably two weeks after that. Maybe. Okay. We're trying to make it sooner. Um, it's, he just moved into a new place. Mm-hmm. He just took a new job. We can give you the update now. Can, can I share? Please. Yay. So our bear ba bought <laughs> a new house. Um, so he has moved in. He's going to be, he's going to finalize his move this weekend. Um, he actually, I know that uh, you. I think all the listeners were following along with his uh, plan with the fire department, mm-hmm. and he actually had an opportunity jump in front of him, mm-hmm. uh, and it's timber survey. It's like the same thing, but without without fire. Yeah, and so basically, he gets to pet the squirrel instead of put them out. No, he's fire. still he's still he's kicking he's still dick. kicking him in the dick. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so basically, he's able to do what's called timber survey. And through this conversation that I've had a few with him, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. He spends every day out in the woods uh, doing whatever it is he does. Big ass chainsaw shit. Yeah. And then he's able to be home at night with his family, which for a, a retired police officer, that is huge. Yeah. Uh, he has weekend opportunity to be with his family also 
for a retired police officer, that is huge. Yeah. So he's doing all of his favorite things. Dude, around I've never heard all, I know. him so happy ever. I know. It was so nice to hear his voice tonight. Yeah. So with that, um, hopefully very soon he'll be able to make his way back here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can record some stuff and, yeah. and you guys, but he does think of you guys and, and he misses being able to share his stories. But damn, when he gets back, he's going to have a lot of stories to share. Yeah. We have a couple to share with him too. Yeah. Hey, we, we took the Just Ride podcast down a weird little <laughs> ride since you've been gone. Whee! <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I, I'm interested to hear his perspective. We don't want to drag things through uh we're only going to do what's right as, as best we can through what we've discussed in the past. Um, whatever may come up in the future, we'll try and honor that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jeff has been through a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. with us. He knows a lot about that stuff. Oh, and, yeah. and he felt, you know, he he's heard about all this stuff, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we wanted to actually bring him in and do some Skype type things. Mm-hmm. But we're sure, 100% certain that because he's living the life, the oh, dream life, yeah. uh, away from the cell towers and mm-hmm. shit. That, that would be very frustrating for you as the listener to hear the quality, even for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, a can and waxed string just does not make a good podcast. Mm, no. <laughs> Our first couple episodes, we had just an SM58, you know, which is like a singer's microphone mm-hmm. compared to these uh, SM7As, which are like the Joe Rogan podcast microphones that mm-hmm. if you're interested in podcasting, you should get them. They're very good condenser microphones. 7B. Uh, and the difference is palpable. Yes. It is quite... You can, you can feel the texture. It's difficult to get through for certain types of folk, and I respect that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we always want to upgrade our quality. You can this... taste the difference. <laughs> you can. You can taste... <laughs> oh, it's tinty. And, and also woody. Tinty and woody. All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So we have two awesome hosts on the show. Uh, I picked them because they're awesome people in my life that I mm-hmm. thought would bring some awesomeness to your guys' lives. Uh, now I want to do one little brag thing about you guys. Like the mission on this show wasn't, we didn't know really when we got into it. We just wanted to talk about, like help each other out right. with our lives, mm-hmm. try and get through life, you know, talk about tough things, mm-hmm. even if it pisses people off. <laughs> Uh, we've all sufficiently pissed everyone off. I think you've got a turn, although you just you just did. Oh, yeah. Well, so no, you know, we've whoops. all we've all fucking done it with our stories. I threw the match, uh, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but we didn't know how it was going to be received. We didn't know what the what the journey was going to be like. We thought we'd just be talking into the ether, and mm-hmm. instead we've received like we just feel like we have a a, a real community of folk copious a copious a copious, a copious amount of, of love and emails uh, and really cool responses things. Yes. yeah and not just love but criticisms that were uh, mm-hmm. are respectful all sorts of great stuff right it's almost always positive though so i'm getting a huge head i'm ready to destroy things stop it burn stop it, it all right down <laughs> uh but no it's what we what we think is happening with this podcast and it feels very organic which is really cool but we're also kind of trying to attempt this. There was a thing way back that we were like, send us your stories and we'll try and do a Dear Jeff and we'll try and figure out some stuff. And, right, right. And we got a bunch of them in, mm-hmm. but then we felt like, well, you know, maybe we can just, maybe that's not the right way to do it. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't want to ask Jeff about, <laughs> give him advice about sex life and shit. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> what we've found is that, you know, podcasting is a very new form of art. It's mm-hmm. a it's a new form of communication. Mm-hmm. We're finding that communities are growing up around each of these podcasts that do whatever sort of level of of success or mm-hmm. attention that they get, mm-hmm. and that there there can be really 
really constructive or damaging and terrorizing and stupid. But uh, I've seen what you guys have done for each other away from us, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just you've met each other and decided to help, decided to listen, <laughs> decided to be confidants and advisors to each other and stuff. It feels like this is a cool thing somehow organically mm-hmm. where I know this is a weird word, but a safe place, a safe space, mm-hmm. but it's a cool place to talk and it's yeah. a cool place to have you guys in on the conversation and to hear what you think. Like it's helping us grow as people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it helps you guys. It almost feels like a real selfish place where I'm lucky. I have, you know, three of my favorite humans that exist. We're talking together we're, we're, it's focused on our lives mm-hmm. and then there's a group of people that are also listening and they're foc- They're like we can help you you're stupid right. you shovelcock that <laughs> it's like you guys don't realize how much smarter every time I shovelcock I get because mm-hmm. you guys are like here's the, here's the fucking source mm-hmm. dude look it up and I'm like yep. okay and now I can't yes, forget that exactly so it's a weird thing and we want we want to somehow figure out how we can make it as reciprocal as possible like mm-hmm. we are we are receiving a lot mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm only speaking for myself but as as doing the jar and doing the podcast mm-hmm. dipshit files and being part of scatcast would you say that you've gotten oh yes i've gotten i mean the listeners all of you guys um specifically on the dipshit files because i do the research and i and i tell the story there um you guys have been amazing support uh, you've provided extra information that I may have missed, mm-hmm. which has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have provided new topics. Tons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the interaction that has been that has transpired. And then with Jar, um, prior to getting behind the microphone uh, on this podcast, I was there for the emails and... Mm. Um, the business aspect of things. You were so, there for all the conversations. All when we were the, putting yeah. the show together. Yeah. I did my best to, to stay quiet, you know. But I'm sure you guys <laughs> heard me of, every once in a while. None of us want that. We want you to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, it, and watching, seeing all those emails come in and sharing them or talking about them in the meetings, you guys are amazing folks. Yeah. You really are. Um, so thank you so much for. Gosh, being so interactive. Yeah. I feel like I've met friends mm-hmm. for life kind right. of stuff in right. doing this. And like I've said before, if you ever feel like writing to someone and not just here, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm telling you right now, I will read what you write. And, mm-hmm. and ever since the last few weeks, I'm going to try my fucking best to write back to mm-hmm. I've tried to write back to every battle scat that, that mm-hmm. battled, including speak pipe and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But write to the people that you respect. Uh, because it, it does mean shit. Yeah. Like, I'm only one guy, but I've been around a few people that have earned other people's respect and have seen, mm-hmm. you know, letters written to them and stuff. It means a shitload. Mm-hmm. And you never know, man. Like, <laughs> there's there's one guy that I met through this experience who I consider a friend now that I've only talked to once or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, very interesting person. Mm-hmm. Gave me a chance to be cathartic in my, yeah. with my words and was also respectful with his words back. Very interesting person. I'm talking real vague and stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider a bunch of you people that are listening friends mm-hmm. and, and people that I, I want you to succeed in life. Yes. And if there's a way I can help you, mm-hmm. I want to. Right. Um, and it's very strange how all this shit works, you know, because mm-hmm. I think as, as entertainers, like when you get into Hollywood and the and the mainstream media world, 
you're really supposed to isolate away from mm-hmm. the world because there's so many people that talk to you and say nice things or, or want something from you or, or both or whatever, whatever it might yeah. be. And our level, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I mean, you're just listening to our conversation. You're right. just our friends in the in the room with us. Right. And, you know, we're interesting or not. And maybe we're, you're yelling at us like, you're the dumbest people. <laughs> Stop but talking. But either way, it's very personal. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's a... Uh, like I don't want to distance myself mm-hmm. like I watched other people kind of try and, and manage things where it's like okay I need a person to deal with these emails I need this mm-hmm. and that and it's like that it's getting to the point where there's a lot of emails it's, and it's mm-hmm. getting where it's a lot of bandwidth required but man it's really worth it to I've learned so much maintain the one on one I've, I've learned yeah. so much about just life mm-hmm. in general and I don't know how to say this without being kind of placating and, and I don't have English words to make it real good but but do you have German ones there are German how words. about some Cantonese fuck man I wish I knew the better Cantonese <laughs> my German words for this is and that means that just uh, reminds me of that statement in your own words it's like well what am I going to use his words I didn't invent the words though so they're not really right, my words I know. either it's very strange I'm yeah, sorry some other guy Shakespeare's words I that I'm going to use totally spiderwebbed on that but no. it just you know we haven't really spiderwebbed much we've just bragged about our friends and bragged about uh, <laughs> these wonderful new friends that listen in to our, in, in our own words right there's some people that are like god stop just, i'm gonna gag oh I yes know. we listen to you we like you fuck off i know we sent you nice things just keep talking about other things uh-huh. let's just remove the would things you fight about- already <laughs> <laughs> just wait till we get jeff and, and monique together the boo and the bear bear are going to have a fun time um why don't we why don't we wrap up here a little bit i do want to oh go ahead i wanted to share something um and we talked about it right before we started recording this episode. Um, and I learned something very interesting last night. Um, I, well, basically, it was reiterated last night. Um, I was actually looking for some information, and I stumbled across a video on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, it was a, an anesthesiologist talking about um, how he had... Um, lifted one of his patients from subconscious to conscious, basically bringing him out after a basic knee surgery. Mm. And in the process of that, they discovered what the guy didn't even know, that he had PTSD from combat, combat PTSD. He didn't know. Whoa. Um, And it's it's kind of a long story. Tell us. Well, okay. So the gentleman... <clears throat> went in for a basic knee surgery. Anesthesiologist put him under. Went through the whole process of um, you know d- drug use, um, medicines, heart problems, all of that. Okay. Um, guy was in great health. No drugs. Um, no uh, even over the counter stuff. He was very healthy. Okay. Uh, very basic knee surgery. He goes in. Surgery went great. And they're pulling him out of his uh, general anesthesia, getting ready to send him off to recovery, right? Mm -hmm. The moment the guy was able to even be slightly conscious, he sat bolt straight up on the surgical table, ripped his breathing tube out, ripped everything out, jumped off the table, and while he's doing all this, as soon as that breathing tube came out, he yelled, I need to get to the front line. Oh, fuck jumped off the table and started bolting out the door and it took five doctors and nurses to uh restrain this guy because he's of course his leg is wrapped but 
such a fresh surgery. Mm. So, and he wasn't really conscious, not really, because later on the guy never remembered it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the anesthesiologist had to rush in there, propofol, get him back down, take him back down again to get him calm and then bring him back out much slower. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why he told this story, the anesthesiologist, is because his whole focus was, of course, talking about his job um, and what he has experienced. This was a live video, but he was hooked up to the EKG. He had a blood pressure cuff. He had a pulse ox. Um, there was something else that he had attached to him that detects sweat or something. Dick pump. Um, no, but basically what he was, the whole point of this was the power of your mind. It'd be funny if it was a dick pump. Sorry. <sighs> power of your mind. The power of your mind. Keep going was, on the train. Was his focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found it fascinating because not from a medical standpoint or a neurological standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint, because my life that I lead, I mean, for those of you that don't know, I practice witchcraft. Um, and it's not because I that's just... spooky. It's not just because I, I do this thing. It's because that's how I live my life. It's the life that I lead. Um, and part of it is... Uh, a, it's, it's a constant... Uh, it's a constant learning process to control your mind. Um, that's what I'm always trying to... You know, control right. my reactions to it's things. It's not whippity bippity boo. <laughs> trying to control my actions to things. Trying to control my body with my mind. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's um, I don't know. We can get into that later. But the thing that I found fascinating is, I go through when I go into a meditative state, I go through a breathing process, which is four, six, eight. Right. So it's. Four. Uh, it's a count for of four seconds. Breathe in for four, hold for six, exhale for eight. Right. And this is uh, what I, I'll do this three or four times, and it actually allows me quickly now to get into state, which is required for whatever it is I. It calms you down. Yes. Yeah. This guy, this anesthesiologist, spoke to his listeners of the people that were watching this video about. Anesthesiology is hard if you panic. Mm -hmm. It's hard if you have a racing mind. It's very difficult if you are scared. So in a nutshell, he walked everyone through showing you exactly with the EKG and everything what breathing can do. Just breathing in a matter of one cycle of four, six, eight. His blood pressure dropped by uh, basically from 128 uh, uh, systolic, 128 down to 118 in one, what is that, 20 seconds? Yeah. If that, it's four, six, I think it was probably more like uh, 11 seconds. But anyway, standard deviation. A whole drop. Yeah. His pulse dropped. Uh, diastolic dropped everything just immediately and you can hear the heart machines slowing down now why the fuck aren't we learning that in school well of course part of it is your mind it is entering your mind they're not interested in our minds being good they're well they part of it is your mind it is calming your mind too it goes hand in hand calming your mind calming your sympathetic nervous system which is your heart rate your pulse your rest your respiration right this is some david blaine shit no, it's human no, shit. No, but that, well, David Blaine, besides doing all the weird right, things, I he get would it. do the hold I, your breath for I get it. 16 days. And- if you ever find yourself in a situation where 
um, stress has gotten you. Um, you can feel like you're starting to get a little anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, panic is starting to set in for whatever reason. Um, of course, if you've got heart problems and you're being seen by a cardiologist, always, you know, maybe refrain from trying to control your breathing. Um, but if you're just a normal human going through everyday shit and you find that you're getting stressed out or you're starting to panic a little bit, try it. Let's try um, it right now. So, okay. What does it feel like? Four so, seconds. That, that sounds it's weird. It's not I, four I, seconds. It's for a count of four. Okay. So it's basically... Uh, they're beats. So if you're just are you talking? One, I'll breathe, and you talk okay. me through it. Okay. All right. So works. we're gonna do. We we'll start. Okay. I want you to start on an exhale. So kind of. Yeah. There we okay. go. So start your inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then you start it over again. Okay. That. So it's in for four, hold, hold for, for six, six, out for eight. Let us know if that helps you guys. And it, what it does. It does help in, in meditation. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do basically. There's a, other form. Yeah. There's all gonna... different counts. There's Tell different them, what, ways what to are, do it. What else is there? Well, there's a six, a six, and a six. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't do that one. There's an eight, an eight, and an eight. Okay. That sounds more fucking PC. And, okay. And, okay. But. Uh, the way this works, uh, it's science. I mean, it's scientifically shown. If you can control your heart rate, your sympathetic nervous system, and, and catch it when you get to that point where you're starting to get anxious, um, if you can That's slow, if you can slow it down, your mind will follow. Hmm. It's just the way it works. How long do you think you would need to? Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is even a good question, but say you're having, you feel yourself getting into mm-hmm. a panicky situation mm-hmm. or you know you're walking into something. Right. I mean, how how long would you think you'd want to, like when you get into a meditative state, it takes a while. Right. So you, do, you go through that process. Yes. Like many, many times. Now, one thing I do want to bring up, if you're going to go through this breathing process, you want to do it slow. You don't want to do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, right. two, you know, because you will fucking hyperventilate. Go slower, do you think, than, than you, faster if, you, if you're in if, a weird situation? Yes, as long as you don't pass out because you can't hold your breath that long. Right. But yes, the slower. Don't the, fuck with it. The, Just count. The slower, the better. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Um, to a point. To to a point, right. yeah. I mean, you're water's not, good for you, you until you drown yourself. You won't in it. succeed if you go too slow, right. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, too too fast, and you end up with um, super uh, way too much oxygen in. Yeah, not good. Yeah. But anyways, you'll end up passing out or you know getting lightheaded. But if you find yourself in this situation, going through two or three cycles, um, maybe even up to six cycles, it's a guarantee you're going to feel better. Because not only have you distracted your monkey mind with counting, mm-hmm. um, which automatically, like counting. which automatically sub ah, ah. It, it subconsciously and consciously diverts your thoughts off of the thing that's scaring you. At least which, something works in our stupid brains to which, help us. You know, you're not being attacked. You're not being chased by a cheetah, so you're okay. Um, <laughs> I'm telling that to my prefrontal, I know. my adrenal glands. But if you if you put yourself in a situation where you're thinking about counting. It's so it's it's a nice distraction. Um, then you're forcing your heart rate to slow through your breathing. So not only are you bringing your parath- your parasympathetic system 
to a calmer state, um, your adrenals are starting to calm, even though you're probably flooded with adrenaline at this point because Fuck you got yeah, scared. You, if you go through those cycles, though, you're able to dissipate that fairly quickly, and you're no longer thinking about strictly about the thing that scared you. Well, how do you're, I get rid of my my adrenaline? All right, boner. Angus. All right, Angus. So basically, it allows you an opportunity to redirect and actually uh, reassess. You're not addressing the adrenaline boner. I'm not addressing your ad- addressing. I'm not addressing. You your can penis address either. the <laughs> shit out of my adrenal boner, I'm baby. I'm not talking about your penis. All right. Fair enough. So I wanted to share that. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Because that was, fuck. it was very interesting to hear an anesthesiologist talk about a, a technique that I use every day. Right. And in as my meditators mag- would know. In my magical practice. Right. So I love that. I love it when science and spirituality meet. Well, yeah. It makes you look less crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a lot of help. <laughs> oh, fuck. What a weird world we live in. Uh, thank you so much for riding the ride with me just the you and i oh this is this has been i fun. miss i miss our guys i do too but this has been wonderful has been and fun. it gives us a chance to talk about them without them going shut up yeah yeah neither one of them would be comfortable with any no. of the things that we said about no them. and so. you know they're gonna be all blushy when they hear this if i would they... i mean that is weird to hear people like just you know pile on good stuff about you that's not normally what happens i know, in the world, but I know. Well, these guys are both good they're not perfect by the way we no, don't think no. that they're perfect and I, i'm not condoning any behavior that i that in the future <laughs> they do uh but i have i have great i have reasonable expectations to think that they're both going to do wonderful things with their lives yeah. they've already done pretty wonderful things i'm not sure who ever thought uh, it, there are no perfect humans i know it's a very weird thing agreed one thing i'd like to quickly talk about uh first of all is a happy birthday to our quartermaster <gasps> Ooh. Uh, david angus fucking dropped the ball i yesterday. even left him notes dude they didn't fucking wish their fucking one of their favorite Angus. dudes happy birthday. God damn it. So that's bullshit. Because happy birthday to him. He's a fucking awesome human yes, being. Yes. Happy birthday. And congratulations to you being awesome and, and all of the betterments that are coming in your life. Mm. You deserve everything that comes your way. Um, so happy birthday to Bodhi the quartermaster. Mm-hmm. Bodhi Sanyata. Yes. Uh, we yeah. love you, Bodhi. Love you lots, dude. Yeah. Now I want to read an email. But this one in particular I want to read because it's, uh, it's kind of timely. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things that we can do as a group. If Go you, get you your believe. old man glasses. I am. I'm, I'm hooking myself up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I read worse with them now. Um, but this comes from a guy. I'm just going to say his first name, Stephen mm-hmm. or Stefan. He may, mm-hmm. may prefer. And it says, well wishes for a loved one. Mm. So we're going to do this. Okay. Uh, this is from an atheist. You fucking mm-hmm. dirty. I believe that thoughts are things. And I mm-hmm. believe intentions mean stuff. And then you're a witch. So goddamn, mm-hmm. you give him a good medicine thing, would you? Mm-hmm. It says, hey, folks. So I hate to be this guy. But my better half just suffered a cardiac arrest yesterday, and she could really use the amazing community's love and support. Her name is Tabitha, and she is the most amazing human being I've ever met. She is currently in the ICU, and we're hoping she wakes up. I don't send this begging for handouts or anything like that, but all the positive energy that we can send her way will make the difference. I love you all and what you do for the mental, physical health along the ride we're all on. Keep doing what you do. And Mr. and Mrs. Scriptkeeper, this too shall pass. That's to some other things. If you choose to read this out, please let everyone know to send their well wishes, etc. her way, as I am only a lonely scat cat. Sorry if my spelling is bad. I usually pride myself on that front. Uh, just felt you are all family and should be in the loop. I'll sign off now and quit my crying. Ha ha. Cheers to you all. And we shall overcome the mess that is this life together. 
Stefan. Mm. So if you have some good energy mm-hmm. to send in a direction to Tabitha and to Stephen, um, yes. you can do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that mm. at all. And thank you for asking for that. And we appreciate it. Absolutely. And yeah, I hope everything, <clears throat> this is a, a day or two behind mm-hmm. the timetable that he's talking about. And I hope that there was, there's good news. So, Yes, Tabitha, my love. You have a place here. Yep. You got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, uh, again, happy birthday, Bodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to talk some reasonableness party. It's been so long, and we we read your letters, and we we want to get back to talking. Oh yeah. There's bullshit a coming in the next uh, election cycle and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but but we've got uh, we've got the ride to the end, I think, yep. for today. And reasonableness we'll, party should come back when the boys come back. It's fun. I, I can't wait to hear. We've we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. of shit. I can't wait to bounce some things off you. Uh, you, you always have fun perspectives that mm. always, I mean, I've, I've, you see all the dumb books that I've thumbed through mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, I wouldn't I, call them dumb, but yeah, <laughs> there's some really dumb ones. <laughs> well, there, there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's some people that I really, really shouldn't be as respected <laughs> as they are in history from my stupid opinion as a dumb guy. But I always appreciate you always give me a flip of perspective and I feel like that's because mm. well, you. your first principles are good. And I think, I feel like a lot of people are really, uh, they don't like politics because it seems complicated and stupid, mm-hmm. but it's like just memorizing names is it's kind of important if you really want to mm-hmm. like f- put pieces in well, who's playing what. It's fucking stupid it if is. you're looking at it on the surface. Yes, but, but it's the fir- but the, stupid. But it really does represent our dumb lives I get it. and the first principle thing. I get it. And you're so good with first principles because you're not a lying sack of shit. <laughs> and most people that aren't lying sacks of shit. <laughs> are really good when they are presented information fairly in politics. Mm-hmm. And that's why nobody presents fair information in this mm-hmm. country. And that's why the, it seems so complicated and silly, but it's like, yeah, th- right. these, there's nobody that are, that's in charge. That's really full on adult. That's like playing honest right. baseball. So anyway, that's coming from some jackass that lives just, just outside Idaho. So you <laughs> take with that what you will. Um, but we look forward to bringing the guys back. We'll have Shaden back for sure next week. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to drag Jeff's ass here pretty soon. Oh, he yeah. misses you guys. Uh, he sends all his well wishes. Hopefully he's still communicating with all y'all mm-hmm. that, that are reaching out. Bear ball. All right, so the thank yous are in order. Ah. Thank you to our trusted turd triad. Yes. That's Donald Fisher and mm-hmm. Chris Brooks and, of course, the Bodie Master and his birthday. Mm-hmm. Bodie Master. Bodie Master. Quarter Master. <laughs> I'll call him the Bodie Master. That's fine as well. We call him the trusted turd triad because they were the first ones to reach out to us and really, really put in a lot of work and effort to yep. try and help us with Discord in, in the name of Chris, in the mm-hmm. name, in the, in the case of Chris. Uh, you guys know Don the Shitbox Wizard. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place. He's he's very dedicated to kicking ass for Scatcast, bro. Uh, yep. And Bodie has done all sorts of stuff behind the scenes. Yep. And he's also manning the things like Chris. Yeah. Um, and being part of the conversation. Do research for some of the uh, the Dipshit Files episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's been a, a sounding board. Yeah. Admin and things. Yep. And, and all sorts of stuff. We can't appreciate. I mean, we appreciate them very much. You guys make this thing uh, organic and cool mm-hmm. instead of forced and weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. But then there are many admins. I mean, PJ and Minnie, yeah. you guys are just internet fucking badasses. Awesome, and, awesome. And I have a feeling if I met you that I would get awesome hugs and I can't wait for those. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't. It's just amazing what you guys do. Well, we got David Carpenter. 
uh, in a brand new Facebook group mm-hmm. called uh, Shipbox Full of Memes. Yeah. We That's have how to speak my language. That's for Lucifina sure. Lightbringer takes care of the uh, Shipbox crafters. Right. So, I mean, there's the Jargoneers, Jose Montez. Yep, Jose Montez with the Jargoneers. Yep, and you can join that group. These are Facebook groups, but these are real people that you're going to get to know real fast and just see the quality. Awesome folks, yeah. Yeah. Real good quality people. Great sense of humor. I mean, we all come from that big old podcast family where that's all about awesome humor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, there's also some real awesome folk in there that have trickled their way and they found us. They found us. And, yeah, making great communities. So we appreciate all that. Of course, there's a Patreon for Just a Ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to get there. I think you go to a website and you type in some bullshit about Just a Ride Mm -hmm. and you can decide what you want to do. We don't have any bonus materials on there. We do have plans for it. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll make it up to you guys, I think, is the goal but yeah it's really just helping us upgrade technology to use to make the show better and to give us we have some plans to get out of the house kind of thing Mm -hmm. and go take the jar into the real world Mm -hmm. maybe even go to a theme park but we appreciate (laughs) you guys uh info at scatcast.com is how to reach us here at scatcast but just a ride pod at gmail.com is how to so shaden and jeff can read it too Mm -hmm. and uh that's how that works and i think that's just about i mean there's so many people to thank we have 11 fat cats yeah uh, at this point I'm, I'm chiseling all your names on my tombstone for being so kind to us and supportive <laughs> yes. in this project that we've been doing um, I have one last thing that I, I really want to tell you guys but because of one of you listeners who responded to me during the last couple of weeks in a, in a really unique way that really gained my respect I guess mm-hmm. whatever that might mean to you guys he in, he put a little fire under my butt he did to get the animation going faster. Mm-hmm. And I have this dream person in my life that <laughs> sounds, I have a lot, I love a lot of men. <laughs> I do. That's just the way it is. It's you know, a very, should I, should I, should I you know, step aside? God, you probably <laughs> just look away. Uh, but no, th- this person is, is just one of the most talented people. He took the time to show me how to draw some things on my cartoons that, mm-hmm. that made him better, even though they're still crap compared to his, but he was like the dream guy when it's like, okay, Hey, Zach, you get to do cartoons. What do you want to do? Who do you want on your team? It's like, oh, this fucking this guy. guy. Yeah. First, this guy. Mm-hmm. I want him to make the cartoons lit, like look kick ass, like nothing else out there. Right. That first. Mm-hmm. And he fucking, I, this one of you sent in this message to me and said, hey, what's up with this? Why don't you, yeah, why aren't why, there cartoons? Why aren't you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, is it expensive? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I really don't want to do it just half ass. So I really want this guy. And then I just reached out to him. The guy said, yeah, let's do it. And I went, fuck, yeah. yeah I have no yeah. idea how we're going to fucking, you know, pull this shit off. But dude, we're, like, yeah, it's magic now. Mm-hmm. This dude's magic and fucking a. So exciting. Yeah. I'll, I'll announce his name when we get some stuff yeah. going and when it's all concrete and we figure out how to pay his ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't, he ain't doing it for free. And I would, sh- I would Abs- shit poop absolutely. out my ears before I would ask him to. Yeah. No, no, no. So we're going to hopefully sell a bunch of Liam the Monster Hunter books coming up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And all of that's going to him. Yeah. Because, uh, we want to make this. We got to get this. I'm so excited. It's just cool. I you can't guys. wait to see it's nuts. what this guy's mind comes up with. It's fucking. He's taking audio. He's taking a few um, verbiage prompts from you as mm. far as character development. And then he's creating something. And I can't wait to see Dude, his doodle, what his mind. He calls him doodles. Yeah. It's like this genius. He's the only guy I could think of that could make Dr. Schmogie where it's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Dr. Schmogie should like 
if he's going to be on a page, because we've all imagined him in our heads, I know mm-hmm. exactly what he looks like in my head. Right. And he knows exactly what I think it would look like, but I want him to fucking... Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I know. I'm excited. Like, there's... Yeah. No pressure, buddy, but there's a couple... <laughs> no. So, and the other thing is, I think, you know, he's a... Re- the other cool thing about this guy, like, we're not trying to pitch anything to Netflix. I don't, I don't feel like any, mm. any Netflix would want anything to do with me anyway. Um, you say cunt too much. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to keep on saying cunt, and I'm also going to say things that are stupid all the time. Uh, we're going to stay independent. We want to keep it independently funded. Mm-hmm. Like The only reason it'll get made beyond these shorts that we make is if people like it, and mm-hmm. if it's something that people want. That's how the fucking market works. And so I'm not going to force shit that people don't want. But I think this combination might be cool. Um, it's certainly my dream, and so hopefully it's up to the the worthiness of this amazing artist. I can't mm-hmm. wait to share him with you guys. But I, I want to thank one of you for just reaching out to me in a in an interesting way. And I don't mean like, you know, don't try interesting things with people that you're trying to write to as far as he just was honest and being himself. Yeah, and, he, absolutely. and he just came to some conclusions that were pretty spot on from, yep. it's hard to explain. I'm sorry. But uh, because of him, this happened. Mm-hmm. And I owe him a debt of gratitude. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes me want to reach out to people. I wish I would have reached reached out to George Carlin when he was alive. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have reached out to Christopher Hitchens when he was alive. I wish I would have reached out. I mean, not that I think I'm one of those people, Mm -hmm. but people mean something to them, even if they're something to you that's unattainable or untouchable in this podcast realm, especially you guys, if I know you all listen to lots of podcasts, if there's people out there that you respect, and that you admire for some reason and it's valuable that you tell them because mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they're just people, right? And they're struggling mm-hmm. through things in it. And how many times have these people, these wonderful people written in these people, uh, and brightened your day over the last two oh, weeks. So many, so yeah. many times. Yeah. Berserker Kamikaze. You yes. fucking awesome writer. Are you <laughs> Jesus dude? So many folks with, with uh, wonderful words. Thank you. Yeah. So many of yeah. you. I, I, I don't want to just start naming one because it's a lot, but that there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, said some cool shit. Eric, mm-hmm. appreciate you, dude. Yeah. So, all right. That's enough. That's enough love and then gushing all over okay. humanity, I'm sure. You just gushed all over everyone's faces. <gasps> <laughs> As always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye, Juggerneers. Bye. It's just a ride. Bing bong poop. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the show. <laughs>